Hello, everyone. Today is our inaugural podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Maria Acevedo. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our first episode. And with our very first guest, Superintendent Dr. Willie E. Garrison II. Welcome to SDB in the Spotlight. We're glad you're here, Dr. Garrison. We're looking forward to chatting with you today. Awesome, awesome. Well, first of all, let me just say um, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm actually real happy to be the first guest. <laughs> um, so that, I guess the expectation is set pretty high at this point, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, just feel a little, just a little bit by myself since I, what some of the things that I've done since I've been here. And naturally, um, I got here almost 18 days ago, something like that, and um, it's been nothing but greatness. And I think, I thank all of the people here in the. School District Beloit for the such warm welcome. I believe it's been very um, humbling as well to to serve in this capacity. You know, one of the things I've all uh, three of the things I've always said, and I'm gonna say that people will hear this a lot. Um, about three main things: um, continuous improvement, um, service at the highest level, and of course, student achievement. And those three things is pretty much what's going to drive me and my administration um, uh, moving forward. So again, thank you for having me. Thank you. So I know you've been very busy the last few weeks. Um, You've been in the school buildings, meeting with staff, community members, hosting meetings, and a lot of other stuff. What are three things you have enjoyed the most, and what have you learned so far? Well, you know, I I think in this role, it's all about connections. And you have to have connections if you're going to be a superintendent. But to be honest with you, we live for connections, everyone. Um, Whether you're a superintendent or your teacher or your student or your parent, community member, I think that's one of the things that I've learned so far, the importance of, again, making sure you have those connections. And I believe overall, the more connections we have with each other, the better way we can actually connect. Right. Um, that's one of been one of my goals, especially in the, in the in the meetings that I've been having. I've really focused on what, what do you love about being here in the school district of Beloit? And I've heard some great things. Right. I believe we have some diehard, true Belodians. <laughs> is that a word? Yes. <laughs> it is now, right? Exactly. And so we have some true diehard Belodians, and they've shared a lot of great things about what they love so far. But, you know, on the other side of that conversation, too, what I've learned is some of the things people want to see changed. I think it's very important that you talk about what you want to see changed. And it doesn't have to be an adult. It can be a kid, right? It can be a community member, or it can be, it can be you. Right? And I think we have to talk about what changes you want to see in the school district. Um, and then, of course, what ways and again, with my third my third big point of making those connections is asking people like what better ways can we connect? Right. Because I may have a way to connect with you, but you may want to connect differently. And it's then my responsibility going back to that service mentality to figure out what it is to do, what the, what it is that we need to do to make sure we connect better. And so it's been great. That's good. I think Marie and I can both say we've seen that um, communication style within you, not only um, speaking to and addressing things, but being a really good listener. And like you said, you're asking the questions and listening. So we appreciate that. I know you opened up talking about your three priorities, but can you also share with our listeners a little bit about your philosophy around education? Sure. I mean, when you think about philosophy education, number one, I believe you know, Learning should be fun. You know, I think we have, you know, I shouldn't say we, I think overall that should be the goal of, of everyone in the classroom, right? Is that to make learning fun. I also believe that learning has to have a little bit of dissonance. You know, I like to call it productive struggle at times, right? And I think it's very important that we um, come together to figure out ways in which 
um, we can figure something out. Mm-hmm. Like you got to have a question, right? You got to have a question if you're going to try to figure something out. And that's one of the things about education. Like, so in my, I can say other job, right? <laughs> I talk a lot about education in general. So to me, learning needs to be fun. You got to have some dissonance. But then the third thing you got to have is you got to make sure no matter what, that what we're teaching, um, we're actually getting learning from it as well, right? And so we have to figure out as a school system or in any system that, you know, what I'm bringing to the table, that learning is actually happening. It's actually a science around that, mm-hmm. teaching and learning, learning and teaching. It's, it's, it's actually a true science around it. And if we figure out the science, not even figure out, if we know what the science is, um, we should definitely point ourselves in that direction to get the best results we possibly can. I believe we need to, of course, know the standards, teach the standards, and assess the standards, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're not, it's not rocket science from that perspective anymore, but we, we as a school system have to know our standards as every, every content area. You have to assess the standards to see if we're learning it, of course, and then, of course, reteach the standards, right? And, and once you get into that, like, that mindset from a philosophy perspective, mm-hmm. I believe, again, we'll go back to seeing the student achievement that we really want to see here in our school district. Thank you for that. I know you must have mentors and leaders in your life that have been instrumental. I often have heard you quote uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And I, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but hopefully you can help me out. Um, there was one quote in particular that I really, really liked. And it's, I can't be, I know it starts sure. like that. Could you share that with our listeners? So a long time ago, I, of course, we all have certain quotes that we kind of touch into right and they stay with us over over the many years i think we've all kind of read some quotes and it's kind of stuck with us and of course i came across this quote many years ago during a presentation or preparing for a presentation in, in, a, in, a, in an audience and um the quote kind of went like this it says um whatever happens whatever happens to one directly affects us all indirectly for some strange reason i can never be um, what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be. And you can never be what you ought to be until I am what I ought to be. And that statement to me is like very important in education because a lot of times, you know, we in education kind of land at a certain space and we become what we ought to be. Mm-hmm. But it's our goal, of course, to make sure that the students that we're serving also become what they ought to be. And if they can't come without the other be, then I haven't really reached my, my goal. And I shared this same statement to a classroom of um, first graders. And so I think first graders are like, you know, five or six years old, somewhere around right, there. Somewhere around age, right? Yep. Um, do you have a six-year-old? No, but I have a sister that's sister. six years old. Got it, yeah. got it, got it, got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so um, I shared this to this to this class, and, and the kids was like, that's a nice quote. I said, so what do you think this quote means? And that in their own words, they said, "I you ain't nothing to I'm something. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they said. Yeah. And I ain't nothing to you something. Oh, that's good. That's kind of the way they gave it back yeah. to me. And so I believe that quote is super important as we, you know, kind of progress through education, making sure all our kids kind of reach their fullest potential. We agree. Right? Mm-hmm. I said she, and she has a six-year-old, so she could say that's probably exactly how Jade might She would have interpreted, interpreted that it. way, yes. <laughs> Are there any other leaders um, that you felt have been a mentor to you or when you reflect on your career path um, that have been inspirational to you? Well, you know, there's been tons of leaders that I could say 
have impacted my life. You know, my mom. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, I think it's very important to note she was probably my first. Well, she was my first teacher. Um, of course, she taught me so much of what I love about education, even right now. My grandma. Yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, people say leadership, but she was definitely a leader to me and my family. Um, of course, she was a matriarch for many, many years before she passed away. But again, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say like that her love and her compassion didn't shape who I am today. And so naturally, I would definitely like to put, you know, Barbara Garrison and Mary Faneuils into the <laughs> conversation. That's good. Um, naturally, I've had, I've had other great, um, you know, mentors in this conversation. As a matter of fact, my dissertation was over mentoring. In general, so this conversation here, what well, the question here, kind of all makes sense to me. Um, you can't, you can't go through life. I think everyone should have a mentor. I truly believe that, even if it's to bounce things off of, or a professional mentor, or a life mentor, whatever it is, you know, someone that you look up to. Um, there's so many different, um, so many different ways you can look at a mentor. But I've had many of them, especially in the leadership category. I mean, one of my first principles, uh, Myron Kane, you know, he. I shouldn't say one of my first principles. I worked with this principal, and uh, he was just, just how can I say it, just one of those guys that you kind of always want to know, like, what he's thinking. And he kind of showed me, like, how to move through education, right? Mm-hmm. And then I had a guy, Mr. Anderson. He showed me, like, there's no pos- there's, there's endless possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. Endless possibilities. That's kind of what he showed me. So every leader that you kind of run into over the years, you should be grasping and pulling from, you know, from that but then you also got some leaders that you probably want to say oh i don't know if i want to take that with me right but those lessons are also very important you learn you learn so much of what you wouldn't do that that lesson is irreplaceable right and so like those concepts to me around leadership and of course like i said i did my mentor around it my, my my dissertation around it it's like very important that we take certain opportunities and really kind of run with them from our we take certain opportunities that you have with leaders Correct. and really learn from, from that leader. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's been, it's been many, 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 I should say, um, you know, Dr. Ertle as another one, you know, one of the guys that um, I look up to in this, in this work, he really showed me that you don't have to always have the answer, mm-hmm. right. You don't have to always have the answer, like, but you, uh, you have to have the ear. Right. And so I, I watched that from him. Right. I learned that from him. He didn't have to share that with me, but I kind of watched and learned that from him. And again, again, the list could go on on Dr. Elliot Moser, you know, someone else. It was very important to me. You know, he, he's been in education for like 55 plus <laughs> years, right? One of those types of guys, like, this is what I do. It's what I'm going to do, you know, until, you know, my time is up on, up on this earth. Mm-hmm. He's that type of guy. And I, and for me, like watching that in him, in the many years that even he's been in education um, has been just, you know, just phenomenal. Deborah Wheeler, I can go down the list, right, of, of different leaders that have really shown me how to kind of, you know, how to kind of work this conversation. Not work this conversation, but learn how this can impact everybody if you really take what you're learning from your leaders and apply it to your profession. And in this case, my leaders have always, a lot of my leaders have been in education. Mm-hmm. Um, my pastor, you know, I just, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, I think you can't take certain spiritual leaders off the table. You know, I think it's very important that you, you, you have, you have a well-rounded conversation. Um, and no matter what you believe in, I truly believe that you can have um, some deep conversations with yourself around the leaders that you, you associate, you associate yourself with. 
Thank you for sharing that. And I, I will add, I think the school district is in a great position under your leadership and certainly with your commitment to mentorship, to growing and developing leaders in our district. So I thank you for sharing that. And I think it is a much needed approach um, to leadership in this district. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Now um, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about literature. So you must have some favorite books. Do you want to share some that um, were some of your favorite books that you read to your children when they were little? <laughs> favorite books that I read to my children. Now, this is a curveball for me. Um, you know, I thought about this. I thought about like when, the, when I first heard the question when I'm reading right here in front of me, like, I don't know. Like, it's been so many great books. There's been so many great children's books. Um, I, I was a big like into like myth and mythical types oh, of things you know? and so so you got your harry potter stuff out there oh, you yes. have your um um there's a new one that's out right now that my i bought my daughter i hadn't had a chance to kind of sit down and read with her but with it but it's um the school of good and evil oh yes the school of good and evil um that's okay you got it <laughs> so i got it yeah I, I know it's good and evil and then i'm like does well, school so it's the school of good and evil that's another one that we are kind of cruising through right now um, with my with my boys, we read a lot of like, autobiographies, you know, like, you know, biography of Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, W.E. Boys, um, Ruby, uh, it's just, just tons of different Jesse Owens athletes. It didn't matter. Like, so we did a lot of like, I like to read like autobiographies um, with my sons. That was kind of what, that was kind of our thing too. So that's just a little bit about kind of books, yeah. Is there any book that you're currently reading that you can share with us or a favorite author you have? So I don't necessarily have a favorite author. I like listening to a lot of motivational speeches. Okay. And so to me, like, <laughs> I, of course, I drive, um, drive in. And so one of the things I, I've always liked to listen to, like, like motivational speaking, motivational speaking, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, they tap into like a wide genre. Um, Ed Milet is a big time guy right now that I'm okay. listening to. Um, he, he talks about all kinds of things from leadership perspective. Um, I listen to a lot of like different, um, I want to say like, how, so with podcasts, I hate to say it, but you don't know, you don't know who you're listening to sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Well, we hope that people know who they're listening exactly. to today. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, it's so many people that you're listening to. And for me, yeah. I kind of gravitate towards like positive motivational speaking. And I'm also into sports, so you can listen ah. to ESPN a lot. You know, are we are we going to out your team that you're rooting oh, for right now? Oh, you know, I live it's in Wisconsin. Okay. I know I live in I'd, Wisconsin, and, but I'd, I grew up in the South, and I'm a Buffalo fan. All like, right, what the heck, right? Yeah. They're doing pretty good this season. <laughs> they are doing pretty good this season. Uh-huh. So I listen to a lot of okay. sportscasters as well. Actually, to be honest with you, when you're thinking about sportcasting. They're they're considered some of the better writers, and because they can write in different tones, right? It makes sense, yeah. yeah they can write happy, mad, sad, disruptive, and so I read a lot of sports stuff growing huh. up naturally, and I picked up on certain writing habits by reading a lot of sports stuff. That's good. They're very succinct too. They can get to the point. There isn't a lot of fluff. winding yeah. and fluff. Okay. That that's oh good. Yep, yep. Uh, let's talk about music now. We appreciate that you encourage any gathering or meeting to include some music. Yep. It adds a nice little ambiance. Um, so what kind of music do you like to listen to? So I'm a big jazz fan. I know it's not because of the jazz band <laughs> <laughs> that's here. And I've heard great things about them. Um, 
I'm a big jazz fan. I've always been a big jazz fan. Right now, I'm listening to a lot of Joey Alexander. I love Stan Geese. Um, you know, Bill Evans. You know, some of the old time greatest, John Coltrane, um, Wynn Marcellus. I can go down yeah. a list of jazz musicians that I kind of love listening to in general. Vince Guaraldi. Mm-hmm. Um, you all should know Vince Guaraldi. Charlie Brown. But people know him for like Charlie Brown, but Vince was like amazing, just wow. just amazing beyond Charlie Brown. Yeah. You know, I mean people know him for that, but he was he was beyond amazing before hmm. Charlie Brown. He actually wrote one of the first standards. Really? And people don't understand what that when I say that what it really means, but um that whole song, Christmas time is here. Happiness and cheer. Right. For all you can sing too. Oh, you know, <laughs> that favorite time of year. And so it's actually a um, haiku in English. You know, it says it's a five, five, six, seven haiku. Which So in, in poetry, it's the syllables, right? Christmas time is here. So it's five. Yep. Happiness and cheer. Five. Fun for all that children call seven. That favorite time of year. So it's a five, five, seven, six. Mm-hmm. Five, five, seven, six. Haiku. And so that that standard that he wrote, he also composed the music for. Wow. And so now since he wrote the music and wrote the song, cha-ching. Right? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> right, right, right. That's all that's that's that's, that's huge, right? And yeah. so again, I'm 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 a, I'm a nerd from a, from an education perspective. Mm-hmm. I love just like learning. So Well, we're gonna have to get you over to the judge band with uh, Mr. Barons and oh, yeah. you can have a great discussion with uh, those students who are just as enthusiastic about jazz and a love for it. Um, um, I actually I, I actually going to bring my um, my saxophone in. There's some repairs that need to be done. <laughs> you play the saxophone? How do we? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, we did not know that. Sax, yeah. And now it's been it's been in the basement for quite some years now. <laughs> I pulled it out and I can still make the right tune. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. Can we still make the right sound? I'm not yeah. sure if it's in tune. Though. Oh. <laughs> and so um, I'm gonna bring it in and um, kind of let the guys kind of mess with it and see what we can do to get it all fixed up. I need a new read. Oh well, I and think so, you can get that. That's yeah. pretty easy to come yeah, by. Easy yeah. Oh good. Well, Dr. Garrison, this has been great. Sure. We're kind of coming to the end of our podcast. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Before we put you in the hot seat with our rapid fire questions of either or. Got it. So I would like to share again that, you know, we're stronger together than we are apart. And every school district needs to really like embrace that mindset. And I know we have different, you know, I hate to say it, but the Rock River really separates, uh, you know, east, west side here in Beloit at times. But at the end of the day, we are all, you know, we were one Beloit. And I know we've been saying that statement around, you know, Beloit proud. But to me, we're we're Beloitians, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. We have some diehard, true and true Beloitians, and I truly believe that, you know, at the end of the day, we all want to graduate from here and be Purple Knights. And I've said this before: no matter what's happening around us, there's still more Purple Knights in this community than any other community. And so, it's time for us to kind of realize the power that 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 statement has within itself. And I'm not saying time for us to realize; people already know it, right? Um, I just want to make sure that it is, what's the word, exuded, felt, moved, um, put back in this, um, I ain't going to say correctable space because I believe it's already in the right space. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that everyone knows that at the end of the day, you know, we are, we're going to be Purple Knights. And I think that proudness that comes with that is where we want to live. So, again, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
Yeah, like Monica mentioned, we're going to end our podcast with a set of rapid fire questions. So this is when we give you 10 options and ask you which you prefer. So you have less than 30 seconds to answer. So Monica's going to keep a timer. Got it going. Are you ready, Dr. Garrison? I'm ready. Okay, Doritos or Fritos? Doritos. Coffee or tea? Tea. Ketchup or ranch? Both. Both. (laughs) (laughs) Mountains or oceans? Oceans. Sunset or sunrise? Sunset. No, sunrise. Hike or bike? Hike. Football or basketball? That would be a both, but if I had to link toward one, football. Okay. Play (laughs) or a concert? All day concert. But then again, uh, plays are great too, so I don't know. (laughs) I'll go concert. Visit the future or visit the past? Future. And last but not least, morning or evening? Morning. Great. Thank you so much, everybody. has has had the opportunity to get to learn a little bit more about you, your philosophy and approach to leadership and education, and then some fun facts along the way that we didn't know. So I thank you and make sure to tune in to our next episode where we will reveal the creator of the hashtag Beloit Proud. Mm-hmm.